This is Learn From Others, where we interview a cross-section of successful individuals so you can learn from their experiences, achievements, and even their mistakes. We ask four questions that will educate and inspire. Greg Stanley will be your guide as we join our guests on a journey from adolescent daydreaming to success in today's world. Join us on this adventure as we learn from others together. Welcome to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. I'm very excited to introduce our special guest, Joanne Gutzwiller. Joanne, thank you for taking us on your career journey today. Oh, you're welcome. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, before we find out what you're actually doing today, let's start at the very beginning. And please tell us, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, my gosh. So many different things. Um, (laughs) I remember wanting to be a journalist at one time, a broadcast news anchor. Wow. A, a, psych, a psychologist, and I'm pretty sure there were others, too. I wow. have lots of interests. Yes. That's pretty aspirational for a little kid. What kind of drove that? I don't know. I, I guess as a little kid, I, I'm probably thinking more like in high school that these were my interests by the time I got into high school. Okay. Um, yep. I'm not sure what I wanted to be when I was a real little kid. Yeah, most of us didn't yeah. know. <laughs> right, well, Exactly. Well, what were some of your favorite subjects or hobbies while in high school? I liked journalism. I was the editor of the newspaper and the yearbook, and so I really liked that. I liked English and literature. Um, I've always loved to write, Mm. and so I loved any classes that involved writing. Well, cool. What was your first job? So my first real job, um, between my senior year of high school and freshman year of college, I worked for a market research firm, and I conducted market research surveys over the phone. And it was my first real job, and I thought it was really cool, actually. The two things I remember from that job, one is I worked on a survey with farmers. And so I had to call farmers (laughs) during the day and ask them market research questions. The problem with that is farmers are never inside to take phone calls. (laughs) And so I was calling them constantly and really never getting anybody on the phone. Um, And then the other survey I worked on was a wine survey, and um, I thought that was really cool, too. So So I actually really liked that job. Yeah. What kind of questions were you asking them? What kind of data were were you getting through your questions? It was kind of like you're aware. It was like consumers' awareness of different, the existence of different types of wines and um, like their product recognition and brands that they were familiar with and also like looking at the effectiveness of advertisements um, on of different like wine distributors and have you seen this ad do you remember this ad what wow. do you remember about this ad things like that so that's a very interesting first job so tell us what yeah. do you do yeah what do you do today so Nothing like that at all. <laughs> Today, I am. I work as a clinical child psychologist, and I specialize in anxiety disorders. So if you would, walk us through you know, the farm surveys, the wine surveys to what you do today. How'd you get there? So how I got there was I actually, um, I have an undergraduate degree from Xavier University, and it is not in psychology at all. It's actually in economics. And I worked um, for a few years as an economic analyst and before I switched to pursue my degrees in psychology. But essentially, um, I really found the study of economics in college really interesting, but I really didn't like the day 
day-to-day work. Mm. Um, And I wasn't really fulfilled, and I knew I wanted to help people and have a bigger impact. And so then I switched gears and and, um, started taking a few psychology classes and applied for graduate school and was fortunate to get in. And that began my journey to where I am today. Okay. So what was your first job actually in that field? To get an advanced degree in psychology is a, is a lot of years and a lot of training. And I've ha- I had lots of jobs along the way before I actually got my degree. So in graduate school, um, what we do is um, we do practicum placements. And so probably my first like actual clinical job was working in like an inner city psychology clinic where we essentially um, accepted anybody who walked through the door regardless of insurance or not having insurance. Mm-hmm. And we, we assessed the patients and then we um, provided treatment. And so that was probably my first clinical kind of contact with patients, and that was very, very interesting, as you can imagine. Um, All types of patients, from like mild problems to really severe um, mental health issues. So that Mm -hmm. was really cool. Yeah, I really like that. And then I had a bunch of other jobs like that along the way. I worked at a couple different children's hospitals. I eventually decided to specialize in working with children. And so I worked in a bunch of different hospitals. I did a lot of work with medically complicated children and their families. So children children with like cystic fibrosis and cancer and like severe um severe like developmental delays and and problems. Wow. Seems like you have to really have the right mindset to be able to help and cope with all that that you're seeing on a daily basis, right? Absolutely. Especially with the medically complicated kids. I actually don't work with medically complicated kids anymore in my practice. um, And I just found that it is really, really draining. And I think it's something that nobody can really do on a long-term basis. It's good to, you know, to kind of do your stint for a couple of years. But after a couple of years, it's, it's really, really sad and draining. So you mentioned you, you did a lot of different jobs. Was this because yes. you were trying to explore and kind of figure out exactly what specialty you wanted to be involved in? Yes and no. I mean, yes, certainly that that's part of it. But the other reason is when you are pursuing a doctorate in, psych- in clinical psychology, you need to have a certain number of clinical hours before mm. you can graduate. And I can't remember, but it was like over a thousand clinical hours that I had to have. Wow. And so you have to work. Um, you have to work to to get those hours. And but also you want to do it in a, a variety of areas, so you're really exposed to like all the different possibilities you can um, you can choose from, essentially. Right, So, yeah, right. that's why the variety and, and then the high number of different placements to wow. get the training. Yeah. That's really interesting. Well, what is your typical work week like? So, typically, on a daily basis, I see six to seven patients a day. And um, typically for 45 to 50 minute sessions, sometimes I'm working with a child, just the child. Sometimes I'm working with a child with their parents. And sometimes I'm working with the parents without the child present to teach parents how to help their anxious children, anxious kids at home mm-hmm. and how to help them through, through like anxiety atta- attacks and really stressful situations at home. So I see most of the day, my days with patients. Um, 
they all have anxiety disorders, all kinds of different anxiety disorders. Then I'm also writing session notes and communicating a lot with pediatricians and teachers and parents and like physical therapists, speech therapists, things like that. Wow. That's a typical day. Yeah. So it's busy. It's intense. Right. Uh, well, we, we yeah. appreciate your time today. <laughs> <laughs> sure, no problem. <laughs> so, Joanne, we learned what you wanted to be when you grew up and what you actually do yeah. today. Yeah. So, yeah, if you could do it all over again, what would you do differently? Oh, my gosh. Not a whole lot, I would say, because truly I love what I do, and I, I have loved the journey to get here, and I've always loved being a student. The only thing I might do differently would be to go further away for college for my undergraduate degree. Mm. I stayed pretty close to home. And um, although I lived on campus, and I definitely recommend students live on campus if it's possible for them, I wish I would have gone further away. Like University of Dayton? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, a little, probably out of the state of Ohio. Let's make the assumption someone in our audience wants to do what you do, to be a clinical psychologist. What, would, yeah. what advice would you give them? Is there a typical career path? Yes, there's definitely a typical career path. So like I said before, in order to become a psychologist, it involves a lot of training and education. So the first thing you need is a bachelor's degree in psychology or its equivalent. Um, and by, what I mean by equivalent is like the, the nine or ten core classes that, that would basically comprise a psychology degree. Mm-hmm. Um, once you have that, you apply to graduate school. And most, if you want to be a clinical psychologist, you have to have a doctorate. So most doctoral programs in clinical psychology include a master's degree along the way before earning the doctorate. And that is usually a four to six year process. And it entails writing a dissertation and defending the dissertation. And then once you've done that, before you can actually get your degree, your PhD or your doctorate, you have to complete a one-year residency. And once you have completed your residency and defended your dissertation, then you get your degree, which sounds awesome, but there's another hoop you have to go through because in order to become licensed in the state of Ohio and most states, you need to complete postdoctoral hours working as a psychologist under someone who's licensed. And that you can do that through a postdoctoral fellowship, which is what I did and a lot of people do, and that is like a um, formal formal program. And my program was a two-year postdoctoral fellowship. And so once I finished that, then I could get licensed. So it's a long process, and you certainly, if you're thinking about it, have to be in for the long haul, and you have to be willing to do a lot and jump through a lot of hoops to get there, and what else do you have to, oh, you have to be willing to move. Um, really? I had to move. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the programs are really competitive, so even to get into a doctoral program is very hard. Um, I applied to probably 12 programs, and I got into two. And they were out of state. Almost all the programs I applied to were out of state. And so I moved for my degree to St. Louis University. And so I moved to St. Louis. But then you have to be willing to move again for your residency. And so I moved again for my residency to Michigan. And that was a one-year residency. And then I moved again for my postdoctoral fellowship back to Cincinnati. So it's possible to do it without moving, but it's 
it's hard. So I'm not great at math. So how many years did it take to officially be in the workplace? Seven. For me, it was seven. Okay. And is that a typical time frame, seven? Yes. Yeah. I think seven. But there are people who it takes eight and nine years. So seven is pretty ambitious. Um, I went straight through. I didn't have any problems getting through. But if you have any problems or hiccups, it would be more than seven. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a a fun seven years. It's a fun seven. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Now, is there any advice you would give to one of our students that might be pursuing that degree right now who is currently in college? Currently in college, yes. So if you want to get into a doctoral program in psychology, um, there are two things that I'd recommend for college students to do. One is to um, try to get some type of volunteer placement where you're working with patients or interacting with patients. And that can be any kind of volunteer work, like at a hospital or a children's hospital or um, a community mental health agency. And then the other thing you should definitely do is if you're interested in a PhD, is try to do some research with a professor at your school. Help them with a research project that they're working on. It's good to have a little bit of research experience before applying to grad school and also a little bit of clinical contact before applying to graduate school. Those two things are really key. And then also doing very well on the GRE. Okay, awesome. Well, I'm glad I asked that (laughs) question. Those were great answers. Yeah, oh, sure, good. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Well, as with most journeys, success largely depends on reliable transportation. And we don't know each other, but I'm a huge (laughs) car enthusiast. So would you please tell me what was your first car? Very first car I bought with my own money was a Saturn. Oh, okay. That's cool. My sister had a Saturn, so that's nice. Oh, did she? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now, what's your dream car if you have one? Gosh, I don't know. I'm not a big car person. Probably a BMW would be nice. Okay. Those are very nice. I like those. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Well, one great perk to some jobs is a company car. So if I had all the money in the world, I'd love to buy you a cool company car based on your job. And this was one of the more difficult ones. So I went with the uh, trying to alleviate anxiety aspect of your job. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. So the car I picked for you is actually a brand new car. It's a Tesla Model 3. And not only because it's... Yeah, not only because it's cool looking, but uh-huh. it is a very green car, so oh. people don't have to be stressed out about the CO2 or you know global gotcha. warming or anything. Oh, that's awesome. It can park itself. It can drive itself. Wow. It can, you know, you won't get into any fender benders. So I tried to pick something that was very hands-free and easy to operate and cool. Oh my gosh, I love it. Oh, I'll good. have to look into it. <laughs> I will send you a picture. I'll post it on the website with your uh, release of this podcast. So Okay. That would be great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking us on your journey. What's the best way our listeners can learn more about you or your company? You can go to my website. It is www.cincinnatichildpsych.com. Okay. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Okay. Sure. No problem. Thank you for listening to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. Where will our next adventure take us? Subscribe to find out. If you know of someone who has a cool career story or occupation, contact Greg through Instagram at Greg Stanley LFO. That's G-R-E-G-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y-L-F-O. And we will see you soon as we learn from others together.